You don't need nothing but a good time. According to Brett Michaels. Two, three, four. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, it sounds just like him. Yeah. (laughs) Are we rolling? We are rolling. Ah. (laughs) You guys already showered? Yeah. Yeah. How could you tell? (laughs) Chad, what episode is this, Chad? This is episode 111. We've got a we've got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Actually, no, we don't. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we're recapping a very big week. Yeah, that week that's spanned into other weeks. How's everybody feeling? Groggy, but but good. About the same. Tired. Good. Yeah, Took we all look while. like shit. That's good. Um, yeah, that was a monster, monster, monster. Uh, the, the, you know, Patty's week was good, and then we had Midland. Texas before that, which is uh, a little over seven hours away. What, eight hours, something like that. Two days, actually three days there in, in Midland. And then back to uh, re- reload the gear. And then uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, in and around Houston, Longview, College Station, and Galveston. Right? Did I miss anything? Nope. Okay, good, good, good. Slow down. Yeah. Slow down. Take it easy. Put your feet up. Breathe. Ah. Uh, How's that coffee, ECH? Delicioso. Ah, that means magnificent in Italian. Good, good, good. Yeah, coffee. Speaking of coffee, coffee coming soon. What is what? What is he talking about? Is he talking in rhymes and riddles? Yeah. Coffee coming soon. Keep, keep, you know, stay right here. Stay with us on Slappercast. Let's start in Midland. What, uh, my first time in Midland. What do you think? Anybody? You like it? No. <laughs> Chad, I could see the potential for the festival, but they they obviously were having a down year, I think. But it wasn't their fault, you know. I loved it. I loved it. I, I thought that the venue was great. I thought the people were great. I, I think that the COVID thing has absolutely decimated crowds and whatnot. People are still nervous to come out. Yeah, rightly so. Uh, but they were they were gracious. They were you know they, everybody was you know mm-hmm. it was a uh, fun. Fun, fun, fun. I, 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 yeah. I want to go back. I, I, I was joking that we were eating dirt for the, for the time we were there, just because uh, they're so dusty and so that you know it was two, two, yeah, two, two storms while we were there, the two dust storms, and <laughs> so good, good people, uh, and they, they've got their uh, the vendors were great, a lot of really cool, cool stuff at the festival. How about that? How about that Italian meal we were treated to? On, oh my God! On Saturday night, huh? Saint yeah. Louis. Good God! That was something else. That was something, man. Mm-hmm. What a, so we had, we had yes, luckily play with us, and of course Chris always knocks it out of the park. Chris doesn't he? Chris doesn't mess around. And uh, Lori took us all for Italian, and uh, that was that was that was a uh, it was a magnifique. So it was very very good. So. Uh, yeah, so then we jumped in the car. We came back. We had uh, we had Monday to get ready for Tuesday. With Tuesday, we went up to College Station, and holy God, were we were we uh, we were pummeled by the by the Aggies on uh, Tuesday. So we rang in Paddy's Day in College Station. And for those not familiar with College Station, shame on you, shame on you. Uh, we were greeted as always with. I mean, thunderous applause. I mean, they just, every single song, every single moment was just, and and I blame Chris Steele and Stephanie Steele, the owners of O'Bannon's, I blame them for that because they have trained that crowd 
to be good drinkers, you know, respond, you know, just, uh, and a bunch of locals were out too. We had, uh, we had Brian and Ellen out there. We had the owners of the shipwreck grill. We had all kind, you know, um, and then we had the students as well, man, just could not have been more rambunctious and joy, joyous. And, uh, anyway, and, and, and the war hymn, the war hymn was epic. Yeah. It's always, it's always been, but my God, yeah. that whole crowd. Anyway, the crowd yeah. took over the war hymn. Yeah, and it just which, went off which, on there, <laughs> which they should. We're 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 just the guide rails. It's up yeah. to you to to get there, and they got there in massive, 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 massive style. So, uh, yeah, that that was that was incredible. And we, we didn't have a fiddle player that night. So, just I, I want to put a couple of things to bed here. Uh, one, me right after Slapper Cast one one one. Two, we, we're not going to turn down gigs if we don't have a fiddle player. We will go out as a three-piece, which, uh, you know, and anytime we get to play with Jeff Duncan or Chris Buckley or, you know, other fiddle players, you know, we definitely will do that. But as it sits right now, we're writing songs and we're, we're you know, going out and we're, we're going to perform when we get a chance to perform. We have missed it. We have missed the road. We've missed all of you. We've missed, you know, ju- riding in the van. We've missed yeah. the gear. It's been, it's just been great. Mm-hmm. So, there are surprises coming down the pike. I will tell you that we've got some stuff coming that that I, I think is really really exciting, and I, I just could not be more proud of playing in this in this band right now because we seem to uncover a whole new uh, thing now. You know, just just uh, just the the playability, if that's even a word. I mean, just of of the, the three of us, we just had just just so much fun, and there's so much room, and there's so you know, yeah, yeah. I think the, the thing you're saying about the, the the new this new freedom we've allowed ourselves to play three piece shows just whenever you know not worry about it that was one of the things that contributed to this being quite appropriately like a, the busiest Patty's Day week I think we've ever had you know I don't we've had some pretty busy weeks in the years past but I don't know if we've ever done Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday all in a row oh, yeah, unless we we're have. on tour yeah have we uh, yeah on tour yes yeah yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, locally, we usually don't do that. So, always oh, semi-locally. We went to Kima and Longview. So, but... Um, I just wanted to say also that um, to, to, to kind of tag along with what uh, Patrick and Chad <clears throat> just said about the band, I know a lot of folks kind of expect um, a certain thing from this band, maybe, and that may include a fiddle and some stuff. And it was funny because yesterday or the other day or whatever day it is now, we were at Woody's and one of the one of the hardcore uh, Blackguards fans and I were in the bathroom together, which is always a great place to have a conversation, especially with that big mirror on the wall, which is very off putting. Um, he was like, so you don't have a fiddle player anymore? I said, no, we do. But we certain gigs we just do as a trio. He's like, oh, man, that's really going to cut out some of your stuff. And I said, well. Not really. I mean, we, 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 we miss a couple of instrumental songs, but for the most part, a lot of the hardcore Irish stuff that we do is basically we treat it like rock and roll stuff. So fiddle is fiddle is extra when it's there and it's fun to have. And when it's not there, we just cover for it. Okay, man. Good luck to you. So, so yeah, we, we can, after yesterday's Chad and I were talking and Patrick after yesterday's show or what the Woody show, this band is going to go places. This band is going to do some really great stuff as a, as a trio. We always want to try to include a fiddle player when we can, of course, but when we don't, 
we just pick up and run with the baton. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. I agree. Um, And and also we had Jeff Duncan's parents there at at Woody's on Sunday. And, uh, and Peter and Kathy were very, very happy with the rock. I mean, they are so they've come to Ireland with us. They've, I mean, they've followed us all over the place. And it was always the, it was always a, 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 I always took it as a massive compliment when uh, Peter and Kathy Duncan would show up at a show that Jeff wasn't playing because I mean, they just, they lived to see him play because he, because he, he is so good. Um, but they've come out to see us when he hasn't been playing. And that was just such a huge thing to see, you know? So anyway, they were there yesterday and they said that they thoroughly enjoyed the rock version of, you know, the, the, the harder rock version of what we did. So that was that, that was, a, that was to, to me, that's a, that's a yes, you know. Go forth and conquer. You know, they're they're uh, and I I adore those two. I I, I just cannot tell you how uh, sorry Jeff, but your parents are. I like them. I like them the most. <laughs> they're so cool. They're just so cool. Yeah. And Peter, and I, Peter and I might be uh, might be. Uh, I think Peter's written a song, and we might be we're working on that. So we're. I'm, I'm just. I'm 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 head over heels about uh, Jeff's parents. So there you go. Yeah, that's that's always means the world. Absolutely means the world to me when they showed up. And they've been doing that for years. Yeah. I mean, ever since we first met them, they yeah. They came out when there was another fiddle player. So that was uh yeah, the men the men a lot. Yeah. Love those. I love the both of them. After we rang in Patty's Day, then we went to Pimlico. Um uh so if you've ever if you've ever been to Houston and you want to go to a real Irish pub, Kevin McElroy own uh, Kevin and Tracy own Pimlico. And it's uh, it's it's on Wall Drive, so it, it's it, it's in, it's in the shadow of downtown. Very very, you know, you can spit to downtown from Pimlico, and they close off the the whole parking lot, and they put a tent, you know, over where we were. And the weather was spectacular. The crowd was immense. We could not have fit any more people in there, you know. And it was nice because the, the crowd gave us our space. They gave us the whole tent to you know stay in. So we had an uh, we had a lot of room. And great parking, great loading, great. Again, Lori and Chris came out and got rid of all our stuff. I mean, so we have, I want to just tell anybody that we do have the unisex pirate shirt back online. We have, uh, we have a handful of t-shirts left. We're going to, we're going to be, uh, by the time you hear this, we'll be loading up the van, get ready for Kima. Uh, we're going to do a, a Celtic festival down in Kima. And it's going to be us and the Cass Barrington Irish dancers. We're gonna, it's going to be a band before us who I'm not sure who, who, who it is. But uh, our, our friends, the Drunken Monkey Privateers, are going to be down there with their gear. So it's going to be we're, it's going to be a Celtic festival, but we, we'll have a pirate flavor in there for sure. Anytime the Penlins show up, there's going to there's going to be pirates involved. Then, so Pimlico, cool, loved it. Anybody else? Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time since we've gone back to Pimlico, and I, I was always looking forward to that show. It's uh, there's always a great crowd there, and um, that pub is their clientele base has just grown year by year and they, they have a lot of loyal regulars there now uh, they always have but it, i think that the amount of them just keeps growing uh so it's, it's great all, all these local pubs who are especially ones who, that are run by friends of ours it's it's very heartwarming to go back and to see them just killing it you know because a lot of them were, were really getting really close to skid row over this past year through, through no fault of their own and uh it, that that's one there's one of the things that made this week so special it's like here we are. <laughs> not just not just the band, but all these places, O'Bannon's, Pimlico, you know, uh, Lone Star Ice House, all these places that we've known for years. Was that your first time, Eric? Pimlico? 
to to play there? Yes, I've been there one time. I went there one time right after Hurricane Harvey with uh, when, uh hung out there with Alan Hill uh, uh for a couple of drinks one, one day. Um but what was I going to say? Oh, who drank the green beer? Anybody? Anybody? You did? Chad, son of a gun. I chose not to. <laughs> I yeah. I you know, otherwise it just would have gotten thrown out, which probably fine but somebody went through the trouble of buying it for me so i, no, I dig that you know, no they bought i think they that 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 table that was right over there the closest one that was to us which was still far away they were in full-on mode because they were there before we got there and they left about the same time we did if not after so and they, they, I, they were gracious yeah. enough to buy us a, a round of a round of drinks right at the beginning and i i told them i said at the first break i was like hey we we, we appreciate the the uh the drinks, but you know, we got another three hours to go here. So maybe, uh, yeah, five hours. Oh, five hours. Yes. Yeah, another yeah. four hours. To go. We already played an hour. So thanks yeah. for your drinks, but don't keep bringing them because if not, we're going to be on the floor. And they asked, they asked every time, Hey, we're, we're getting more drinks. Would you like more? I go, no, no, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was spectacular. I mean, just, just, uh, yeah. Weather. I cannot tell you how, how amazing the weather was just so nice. So, we, we got really lucky because the weather was not saying that, you know, the days before. And let me also say, too, so, so Paddy's Day, uh, Wednesday, uh, at 11 a.m., it was 80 degrees, humid and sticky outside. Then came the rain, and the rain just bucketed down for a couple of, uh, yeah, probably about a, an hour, close to an hour. And then it went away, and then came the sun, and it so it was a cold front that came through, and it just cleared up so we were playing 70 degrees sunshine and the place the the smiles were just endless it was just great day great day so yeah emlico and yeah. then today who in the right mind mm-hmm. goes after, goes after patty's day who in the right mind we do <laughs> so up to longview <laughs> for the hangover party and again we didn't have a fiddle player so we go up as a three-piece so uh, we hadn't been there in a while either. We'd been uh, a year since we'd been mm-hmm. Eric's again, Eric's first time. I'm seeing a sensing a pattern. Um, first time there. And what a fun night, you know, it, the, uh, there was a, a hiccup in the scheduling. Cause somebody had somebody at uh, the Lone Star ice house in Longview had said that we were going to be there on Patty's day. So we had people that were there on Patty's day that came back on Thursday so that that was rough. That that that's, that was tough for the, the thing. But uh, you know, good room, uh, the staff wonderful. Just a good good time, and we get out of. So just uh, for, again for our foreigner friends, uh, Longview is about three and a half hours north east of where we are in Houston, and uh, so to go up there and to 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 drive three and a half hours, set up, play four hours, tear down drive three and a half hours back and then have another gig on Friday at the, at the TVH theater here in Houston. And I, yeah. I, and I, I'm just, I am blown away, literally shaken in my boots. I just cannot get over how well and how much fun we had after, you know, you know, show, 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 show. And it's, and it's, you know, we're providing sound for all of these things too. You know, we're, we're, we're um, mm-hmm. Our friend Bill ran sound for us at TBH um, on Friday, and that was that was wonderful to have. He he did he did a great job, and uh, we had some some uh, 
we had some dancers, we had some uh, some history lessons and whatnot. It was a, it was a, a celebration of the Irish, the San Patricios, and the, you know our, our our Mexican brothers. We had such a f- good time with them, and everybody was so again so accommodating and uh, great theater. My first time. Yeah. 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 Amazing. I, I, we were all commenting on it that none of us had known that that place was there. It's clearly pretty old theater. I mean, God knows how long it's been there for a long time, but it's, I think it's set up specifically for theater, like, you know, drama theater is what it looks like to me. Yeah. Kind of has the laid out kind of similar to diverse, diverse works and other places, similar, similar size venues I've seen, but the stage is just a just huge and just cavernous. And, yeah. uh, you know, every, every kind of modern, um, like, you know, trimming that you would need to put on a show there. They had, they had closed circuit TV for, for communicating with the sound booth and, and uh, just, uh, you know, all kinds of sound equipment and stuff. Great lights, great lighting. And uh, our friend Bill, as you mentioned, was running sound and did a, did a great job. And that, that was the day you, you mentioned us that, you know, being up half the night coming back from Longview, that was the night that it really started feeling like we were on tour for, for number one, you know, driving through half the night and not getting much sleep. But then, going to this, 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 uh, this venue we've never been to before and like a theater, uh, type setting, which, which, uh, you know, we've had a few experiences like that on the road, but uh, so that was, that was really cool. It was really cool. And, uh, for our friends at Mecca had a whole thing that they were, I didn't even know it was a very elaborate, uh, pre-show that they put on. It was a little historical lesson and they did, they did the traditional hat dance thing. Very cool. Yeah. And then Friday turned into Saturday before you know it. Then we were back at Moe's in Cyprus. We haven't been there for a while. They they've uh, they, uh, they 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 seem to have cut their budget for bands, so we expected never to be back there again. And um, John Bloomstrom, um, who owns American Bands Management, he is uh, he called me and he had a she had worked out a deal with them to bring us back for their part due as they called it they wanted to do the 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 mardi gras slash patty's day thing and uh very fun very fun great 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 reception a lot of people in there it was a there was a maybe a 20 dollar cover charge scheduled but they very very wisely scrapped that because uh i don't know if you've looked around but the the job market's not great the so yeah, uh, but really, really, and, and the staff took care of us beyond. I mean, you know, that was that was just my, a couple of a couple of people have have hung on there. You know, staff changes a lot, but the, it mm-hmm. really took care of us. And yeah, just great interaction, and also uh, our friend Tim came out, uh, photographer, got some great shots. Um, this guy had had contacted Chad online. And he had uh, he had uh, asked you know if he could come out and play uh, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he had asked if uh, he had asked if he could come out and do a you know just shoot. You know he he's he's getting back into the the live photography thing. Boy, I, he showed me some good that that camera was probably worth the same. It was our van and PA combined. It was a nice thing, and he uh, uh, came yeah. out great shots and was. Uh, I think it was his first time seeing us, so he he he'd enjoyed it, and mm-hmm. complimentary. And Jeff had joined us on that one, and also joined us on the Friday show. So that was that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Again, about Tim, the photographer. I mean, what 
as you're saying, what, what class you don't have to ask our permission to come take pictures of us. I mean, we're always happy to, for you to do that. but he did that. It was very smart because he, he, that, that meant he got to meet us. And now we know who he is. We're going to remember his name, remember his face. And, uh, you know, he's, he's serious. You know, he's, he said he's trying to build up his portfolio. So that was the whole reason for it. But that was a good move. So all yeah. of you photographers out there, be like Tim. That was cool. That was yeah. very cool. Yeah. Which brings us to Sunday. Yes. Hey, Sunday, Sunday. Woody's. How's the weather? In tip top. Weather was amazing. Yeah. Like, like that was a, the, the, you say that the weather was great and perfect the whole week. You know, the perfectly yeah. timed rainstorm and all that stuff on, on Wednesday. Oh my God. You couldn't have ever imagined better weather for Galveston in particular. It was uh 60 in the sixties the whole time, kind of breezy, but you know, there was no wind chill or anything like that. It wasn't well, cold enough the, to be they, uncomfortable. They put the plastic covers down. It, that, that helped us for sure. Yeah. The wind can be, be a little bit aggravating up there sometimes. Uh, so that was nice. But even, even if they left it open, I think that the breeze would have been kind of pleasant, you know, as far from blowing things over. But uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> ECH, what do you think? First time there, I had that place confused with somewhere else, I think, that I had been to before. And I saw, I remember seeing a band and they were like, I think they were set up on the lower level. And of course, there are a bunch of, you know, 50-year-olds, 50, 50 wait a minute, 50-year-old guys wearing shorts and flip-flops and Hawaiian shirts singing Margaritaville. Yeah, the kind of shit that just drives me absolutely crazy about, about you know, getting closer to the water. But yeah, the, even the load-in was long, but it was kind of fun with the carts because it made it a whole lot easier. So thank you, Woody's for providing uh, carts for the band and uh, stage was amazing. Stage was great. I don't normally like a drum riser, but I think it was just the right height, just the right size mm -hmm. and having the whole back end of that building to, uh, to set up on was, was nice. It felt comfortable. And uh, I thought the first two sets were just fantastic as, as far as what the three of us can do together. And then by the fourth, the third or fourth set, the brain fatigue <laughs> and the physical fatigue caught up, caught up with it. at least me. I think Chad mentioned it happened to him too. And then Patrick, oh. uh, your voice was in in rare form those last. <laughs> <laughs> I think I kept yeah. hearing it. I had my in ear. We're all wearing in ears now, and we can really hear everything really well. And I was hearing your voice, and I almost started not laughing at you, but just laughing no. like, "Wow, he's he's fucking ragged out." You know, he's yeah. we've had a we've had a long week of doing this, but. Mm -hmm. Again, great staff. The audience was fantastic. They were oh. they were in it to win it, you know, from the get go. A lot of blackguards t shirts out there, some old friends, a lot of old friends of yours and, and now new friends of mine showed up. So it's funny because when Jeff's dad walked in with that mask on, I thought it was the drunken monkey pirate guy. That that guy that Yes, what's yes, yes. Ted. Ted. I thought it was Ted for a second. I was like, Oh, wait, no, oh no, it's not that it's a different different guy. Because they both get the white hair with the beard and shit. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, just uh, just uh, just really a great way to end the week and 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 the, and just showing the potential of what this band can actually do. Yeah. 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 So rewind back to uh, right before Midland. I went into BB Gun Studios to to uh, redo a vocal track that had been lost around the storm. So I went back in to do it. And I was at the microphone, and yeah, as as you do for a vocal track. And I, went, ah! I was like, "What's going on?" So I had right before, of course, fucking Paddy's week of all the fucking times to go. So my my, my voice was, I, I I guess it was a a carryover symptom 
from being ill, but you know, two weeks before, but so uh, no upper range at all, zero. So I, I, I told Paul, I said, well, I'll just come back and finish it later. I'm just fucking of, of all the times to go. So I have, I, I didn't have any voice. And then, so, so last night on our, our, yeah, last night, Sunday at Woody's, I just threw everything at it. Just every single thing I could, every piece of energy and whatnot. I had a ball, absolute ball, but my God, Lemmy would have said, Hey, you know, you're sounding rough. You know, people gargling broken glass would say, Hey, you know, you sound bad. So it was, it was so much fun and so energizing to be there. And just like I say, uh, we're uh, merchandise wise. We're, down to the dregs because Lori and Chris came out again and, you know, just, uh, so bunch of new people. And I, I, I just, I, the, the week, the weeks have been just really good. We just met a ton of new people and we're just itching now to get back out and do it again. It, it's, uh, we, like I said, we got chemo coming up this weekend, but, uh, uh, stay, st- stay on the, Stay on the website. Stay, stay with us because it, we're going to be adding shows just left, right, and center right now. So, mark it on your calendars. Come yeah. out and see us, and we'll we'll uh, we're, we're going to show you a good time. That's guaranteed. Yeah, because you know why? You don't need nothing but a good time. According Ow. to Brett Michaels. Yeah, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it sounds just like him. Yeah. <laughs> so what we're going to do here is we're probably we're, we're gonna we're going to. Um, Chad's going to drop in. Oh, hello, Ringo. Hi, Ringo. So we're going to drop in an edited version of the the whip show that we did. We put together a a radio show for Patty's Day, and uh, we just put some songs in here with some uh, explanations on why we we chose these songs and whatnot. So we're going to drop this in. But uh, um, as far as Slappercast goes, episode one, 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 we're going to have a lot of fun, fun, fun when we get the, the, we've got some great guests coming and, uh, you know, we just, uh, like we're, we're still riding high from the Vinnie Apice, uh, uh, interview. Thanks to Eric for getting him. And if, uh, if you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. It is, uh, I mean, even if you're not a fan of Black Sabbath or, or Dio or Last in Line or John Pog and Lennon, you know, just 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 go watch it. This guy is a this guy's a monster, and uh, uh, I'm sending Vinny some uh, some blackguard stuff, and I'm going to send him some salsa, some of my favorite salsa. So, uh, and if you're in Houston, just go <laughs> Ariba, uh, a hot sauce or some Jardines uh, uh, Jardines um, ghost pepper uh, s- uh, salsa, or just come on the show. I might send you some. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. The, the Vinny, the Vinny episode is is doing very well, and uh, yeah, check it out. That that was a a highlight of our podcasting career, to say the least. Yeah. So, so the Whip Show. Uh, I'm going to drop in some highlights of the stuff that Patrick and I talked about. Uh, if you want to hear the whole show, um, if you didn't catch it on the Whip last week, because they aired it twice, um, I'm go to Patreon. I'll probably I might even put the whole thing up there. We, you know, Lori, Auntie Lori asked us for, to put just talk enough to, to fill a two hour show, you know, including the songs and, and commercials and stuff. So Patrick and I just kind of freeformed it. We, we figured they would edit it. We would trim it down to size, but she heard it and she just left the whole thing in. And so with, with the songs and the commercials added, it was a three hour long uh, program, which was like, like, Oh geez, sorry. 
we didn't we didn't mean for that to happen but so uh, but if you want to hear that whole thing uh yeah you can join us on patreon or reward music which is open for business now you can find links for the, both of those services on our website bloggers.com and uh yeah give it a listen it's uh yeah overachievers yeah right <laughs> right but again uh you know we, we, we there's just too many to thank um but you know with all the miles and with all the hours and with all the stuff that we did you know it just there's so many people to thank and the club owners and all the staff and all the sound everybody but Lori and chris have uh absolutely knocked it out of the park i mean just uh they they've just been i, I think chris buell loaded our van on on patty's day on his own i looked up and 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 he was i was like Where, where's chris and there's all the stuff is gone and chris is by the van goes where's it go <laughs> so we just you know with everybody with everybody uh helping us out like that it was just uh I, I, it, it seemed like a breeze it just seemed like all those hours and all the time setting up and tearing down and um everything just it it, it made it so easy and uh and uh again uh chad eric just just killed it playing it was just just an absolute pleasure to play every single every single moment and uh yeah just just uh can't wait to do it again after a nap yeah man. yeah how's it you how's it you my yeah, friend patrick that was a fearless leader yeah yeah that some of the some of the some of the moments patrick had i mean yes particularly yesterday with a huge the huge stage at woody's and when patrick would go into his guitar solo he was all over the stage like Eddie Van Halen, and it was it was it was fucking cool. Yeah, I mean that was that was that was that was. Some I love high that stage. Moments. I love that yeah. stage. Yeah, like like Eric was saying, I, I I was telling Eric before we got there that so the stage is really cool, and we've already talked about this now. But but the thing that we really appreciate about that space is that when they built that back patio, it's clear that it was specifically for music. They said, we're going to put smart, the stage here. Smart build. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, we've complained about this many times that, that most venues, even when they're building new, you know, let alone, you know, if you're occupying an old building. That's one thing. But if you're building a new space, this is going to be our pub and we're going to have live music, but you don't have a stage area. You're missing out. You know, that, that every, every pub that has an actual stage in it is going to have more long-term value. I think, especially if you want to have live music than, than just a, a pub with a, you know, with a dart board or something, whatever else, you know? So, yeah, I love that. I agree. Yeah. 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 Just, and even just to put a tail on this kite, just the, about that stage, just the placement of where the outlets were, was just like yeah. the simplest thing. And yet the most genius thing <laughs> right back there, right behind you where it's yeah. supposed to be. You know? It was kind of clear to me that somebody, whoever had spec'd out that stage probably wasn't a band or at least new people who were in bands because yeah. Yeah, it was, they, they thought of everything really. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Ready? Yeah. All right. So number one, this one did not surprise me, but I thought it was really great that you put it at the top of the list, Black Rose by Thin Lizzy, which is kind of a song in a way, it's kind of a song about Irish music, about the traditions that led to, uh, or that make Irish music what it is, basically. Yeah. So growing up in Dublin, you can't escape, Ireland's so small anyway, but I mean, nobody escaped nor would want to escape Thin Lizzy. It's such a small kind of incestuous music scene, you know, the... You know, Rory Galler, her new, you know, new <laughs> Thin Lizzy, Gary Moore, you know, of course, in and out of Thin Lizzy and Skid Row and all these, you know, so all these players that I idolized all kind of ran in the same, you know, like I said, it's it's a tiny, tiny place and it's hard to, to get around. So, um, but Thin Lizzy are special 
in that they influence so many and they just, they are responsible for the sound of so many and for, it just, it, it's endless and it's timeless and it's, and Phil Lynott was such uh, an amazing poet and visionary and, and such a, such a personality, such a, I tell the story of when we used to drink in Bruxelles off um, to the rock and roll bar off Grafton Street in Dublin. And you'd hear Philo, Philo is, you know, he was up there. And this is, this is a, in, in a, like a dungeon, this pub. And uh, in Ireland, it, it's very, it's very common to leave celebrities alone. But we being, you know, that age, we had to, oh yeah, we'll just go out and you know, we'll go up and stretch the legs and we'll go have a, have a <laughs> yeah. we would go up and we'd try to t- catch a glimpse. So I never met the man and I, you know, I, but I, I, I idolized him. I, I, I write, I, I steal from, from Phil on a regular basis. I just, I, I just, they're, they're essential to my, to my music. I think and in the States too, they're, they're, they're very, uh, they're kind of underrated here generally. And it's when, whenever we, we come across somebody who actually knows who they are and is familiar, like really familiar with their stuff. It's, it's kind of exciting. Like, oh, cool. <laughs> Yeah, because I, yeah. I like I think like myself, most people probably when growing up in the states, they're probably only familiar with uh, Boys Are Back in Town, maybe Jailbreak, Cowboys, and Song. yeah, Cowboys Song. So those are the ones that got airplay here, and uh, you know, it's it, it kind of gets lumped in with a lot of the, the other other stuff, other classic rock stuff from the from the seventies, yeah, generally. And a lot of people probably don't even know they're from Ireland. Yeah, so it's that's, uh, that's what cracks me up is the oh, I'm a huge Thin Lizzy fan, blah blah. blah. You, you mentioned Ireland, and they go what? So it's, it is, it is. Yeah. yeah so, and, and again, I, I picked that song not only for its incredible guitar work, but also it's uh, the, the, the journey through the, the, the Irish music and the rock and the blending of, of, of how the, the, it's just, it, it seems just so easy for them to blend that Irish with that rock and just make it sound so, uh, you know, so, yeah. so, so, so natural, you know, so, so organic, if you like. All right, wasting no time. We get into the first Rebel song on the list. Yes. Get Out Your Black and Tans by Derek Warfield. This is the first version of the song you heard as a no, kid? No, 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 no. This is, a, well, the, the, the version I picked is, is actually the Derek, Derek Warfield and the Young Wolf Tones. Uh, Derek uh, could cut his teeth with the Wolf Tones in, and, um, and split with them many years ago. And uh, so he's off with Damaris Woods. And, uh, Derek has become a friend of ours over the years. Uh, just because as great and as vast and as wonderful as this big, big country is, Derek has a, uh, uh, has a hold of the Irish scene, you know, and he's a, he's an amazing historian. Uh, he also is a poet, great, great musician, uh, just, just wonderful. And, and he's actually booked us. He's booked us in Vegas and uh, Florida, Atlantic city, DC. He's, you know, he's, like I say, he's got a, he's got a great, grasp and a great hold on the on the Irish map, if you will, you know? Yeah. So I picked that song because I've asked him before what's his, what his favorite Rebel song is, and he is such a historian and such a, a, a I mean, just, he, he has dates. He spits out dates that, you know, that, that just blow my mind because he has it. it, it it's all at the ready. Nothing is, nothing is, Googled her. I mean, he's just, it, it, it's there and he's, he's a walk in history book. He's brilliant. So, yeah. So I picked that one just because he is, uh, you know, he, when he says it, he means it. 
Yeah, one of my favorite memories is when he he finally had a chance to actually watch us play. I mean, actually sit down and just give us his full attention, which was at the Four Fields, right? Four Green Fields. Four Green Fields in Tampa, Florida. And uh, yeah, he and Damaris came out and they they watched the whole show and hung around after. And we got to talk to him before we got on the road back home. This was at the end of a tail end of a Florida tour we did several years ago. And it was just so great to see him. I just remember in particular, I'm sure there was a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of moments like this, but the two moments I remember is when we're doing, first of all, Big Strong Man, uh, and then this one, uh, uh, Black and Tans. He seemed particularly fascinated by the way we were playing the song, and uh, he said it afterwards. Uh, but I, that, that meant the world to, to all of us. Yeah, and, and uh, another little story. When I was very, very young, I want to say about seven years. I, I, again, I, I, I was very young at the time. I don't remember. But I, I was down in a place uh, in, in Kerry called the Glen Eagle Hotel. And the Wolf Tones were playing. Derek was was in the band at the time. He's a, one of the founding members, obviously. But he, uh, they took a break about an hour into their set, and myself and my next door neighbor went up on the stage. And we were messing with their instruments, and uh, but we were miming to the to the music that they were playing over the over the PA uh, during the break, and people were clapping. So I, I, I again, I blame Derek Warfield for. My, my love of performing and you know so he, he didn't even know he gave me my first start <laughs> so the next one we have is trouble with a capital t by horse lips again even before then lizzie were horse lips and this was a this was a late discovery for me i didn't know about horse lips until it, it, you'd heard it on the radio you maybe had you know you you know had caught a glimpse of Derek doom or whatever but I, I was late to the game with horse lips. So, so by the time I found them, I was kind of like, what are these? You know, they, they, they all look like Bowie kind of, you know, the, the, the Ziggy Stardust kind of high right. silver pants and all this stuff. But they were playing intricate, very, very heavy melody and heavy, you know, great time changes and all that stuff. Just great stuff. Really, really uh, 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 way ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. Definitely. Would you say that they're maybe the first rock band to actually take traditional uh, melodies and turn them into like popular songs. I mean, I know Thin Lizzy did it not too long after that, but yeah, yeah I, I wish I, I, I wish I was, you know, uh, versed in, in, in dates and when they, cause like I said, I, I, I found them late. So I would imagine that they were one of the first, but there's mm-hmm. some bands like, uh, uh, and I, again, I don't know the date, forgive me. I, I think Steel Ice Band and stuff. Um, and I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't chronologically know, I don't know chronologically the dates. So I would guess that horse lips were definitely, definitely in the front, definitely in the front of it. Yeah. Then there was other bands later on, uh, the, uh, uh, another band, a, a trio out of Fermanagh called Mama's Boys. And uh, Pat McManus is still plugging away over there. I, they, they were another band that, that they, they were tapped to be the next Thin Lizzy. Um, and I'd seen them a bunch of times over there. And they're, like I say, Pat McManus is still, he's still keeping that thing alive. But they, 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 they do the same thing. They do this, the Irish rock mixed with the, you know, modern, more modern sounds and stuff like that. Very, you know, very interesting. So Pat McManus band, check them out if you're, you know, if you like this stuff. Cool. Next one. Ooh. Hey, who are these guys? That's a deep cut. Yes. <laughs> this is a brand new song. Is it? So Pirate's Life for me. This is a new track off of our new album. Just FYI, we were not going to, we weren't going to put any of our stuff on here, but uh, I talked to Auntie Lori and she said, you must. So 
We're uh, yeah. So we're uh, this hasn't been released yet. Where we have our record finally finished. We're mixing it currently, and uh, so I wanted to put this one on here. Uh, a because it's new, and B because it's it's uh, our fiddle player that we're that we recorded the record with. His name is Jeff Duncan, and Eric C Hughes on drums and vocals. Chad on bass and vocals, myself on guitar and vocals, and it's it's a it's a little departure, I'd say, from from uh, you know the stuff that we'd written before. So it's a we wrote it for a pirate festival that we did the year before last here. That's right. You know, I, cl- classic cl- in, in classic uh, Devlin style. I said, yeah, 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 I'll I'll, I'll write a song for it, and then of course, <laughs> day before the festival. All right, guys, this is how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> So now we've uh, we believe that we've got a, a little a little closer to, uh, to to how it should sound, and uh, we we'll hope you like it. It'll be on our forthcoming record. Yes. Um, next we have Patty Public Enemy Number One by Shane McGowan and the Popes. Yeah, this one here, this this song holds a very 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 special place in my heart. Not just is it a brilliant brilliant song; it's a true story, and it's also uh, we've opened uh, uh, countless shows. This yeah. song, and Fall from Grace with God, has opened so many shows. If we played 200 shows in a year, you know, it wouldn't be a stretch to think that we had opened 180 of them with that song. It's just that. Yeah. I think for, for a long time, especially in the very early years, it would, it would be alternating. Like, first set, first song would be If I Should Fall from Grace with God with Pugs. And then set two, first song, Patty Public Enemy. <laughs> yeah. Like, almost without fail for years. Yeah, and we changed we changed the key of it. Um, I remember uh, uh, Shane McGowan of the Pose played it in C. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I changed it to make it higher because I thought it was I thought it was a better song at a higher register. You know, at a, you know, uh, I, I just thought it was a better impact. At, I mean, for us, not for anybody else. I'm just that. So, and then, yeah. but I remember um, I remember Turi Hoyseth, our original fiddle player. She put that B section that we put at the end. She can yes, tripping up the stairs. Yeah, the song was. We all decided the song was good, and and it was it was fun to play. But, mm-hmm. but Turi had a has an incredible ear, and she she put the and, and and that to this day is still my favorite part of the song is where we change key and we do it. You know, it's just a so the, so this song had, yeah. is such a great delivery, such a just a monster performance by Shane McGowan, and uh, like I say, this song means nearly more to us than any of the stuff that we do. It's still as tough. I mean, the song is still as, 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 as boisterous and as, I mean, just, it doesn't, it doesn't lose anything. Yeah. yeah. I think it's probably worth mentioning that this is in in classic Shane style. This is a blending of two two things. I guess he listened to when he was growing up. There's the the traditional, uh, I guess, jig, the cash. Yeah. But then there was also, there's a, isn't that from a Wolf Tone song? Catch him. That, that, that's from a. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's just a brilliant, brilliant sort of blending of those two things and completely reimagined. Amalgamation, yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Broad Black Brimmer by the Wolf Tones. Yes. Now, we've spoken of Derek Warfield and the Young Wolf Tones. We've talked about the Wolf Tones a little bit, but there is one band and one band that comes to mind every time I think of, an, of a Rebel song, and that's the Wolf Tones. And I don't think that there, there's two, there's two, three. Okay, there's three. Okay, there's no more than 12. Okay, but <coughs> Men Behind the Wire, Black and Tans, Broad Black Rimmer, Boys of the Old Brigade, 
there's a few more, but these 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 are my top. These are just my you know we're you know blaggards are here with you now. We're celebrating Paddy's Day. We're you know we're taking you kind of through you know blaggards Irish music side and broad black brimmer is as great a capture snapshot of time in my head um i used to live in tyrone my father's from coal island and tyrone and we we were there in what they call the troubles and the song is as clear a snapshot of that moment in time as you're going to hear there's a great movie with uh, daniel day lewis called in the name of the father and those two things to me are as clear as a, me- a memory as I have of the of that time. So Broad Black Rimmer is truly, you know, the song means the most to me because it, it, it's such a great depiction of that moment, you know. And so the, the, the song means a lot. Yeah. Wow. Okay, going to my hometown, Rory Gallagher. <sighs> of the 80,000 songs that you can pick from Rory Gallagher, it's it's impossible to pick one or two or three or ten. It's just if you like guitar, you know, you want to listen to Shin Kicker, you want to listen to Moonchild, you want to listen. I mean, just on and on and on. I mean, just and you want to listen to blues, you want to listen to old old blues. There's just oh, I, I, my, my love for Rory Gallagher and his music is it's endless. I mean, just and it was great because I have a bond with my kids with you. My my kids are, are, are Rory Gallagher fans. I think going to my hometown was was one of the ones where when my daughter was very young, she said, play that one again, play it again. Play it, again. <laughs> it was the connection, but it was also the, you know, hey, that's a that's not your typical six-year-old girl. Yeah. You know, th- this one is just such a great, you know, you're never going to get a mailed-in performance by Roy Gallagher. You're never going to get, a, eh, you know, that, a, a B-tape mm-hmm. thing is supercharged. Everything is yeah. passion. Everything is, everything is heart. I love yeah. this. I love yeah, it. and this one is really noteworthy too because he's playing mandolin and, and uh, instead of guitar, and he's beating the piss out of it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's 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 uh, it's really really cool, and it's it's got this really kind of bouncy, almost like a hillbilly kind of feel to it. You know, yeah. I, I, it's funny you said that because I, I did have that kind of Roy that Roy Clark kind of thing in my head when I was listening to that that that, yeah. uh, that you know that that great picking that great. You know, that rhythmic, you know, because you don't need anybody, mm-hmm. you don't need anybody else. There's, there's, you know, you got that voice and you got that mandolin going. You don't need anything. It's the same when he does that bottleneck no. and stuff. It's just, you do, you know, it's a one man. Yeah. It's a one man. Just, just stand back and just, you know, prepare to be impressed. And again, for, for our American friends here, Rory is, is sadly unappreciated or underappreciated in the States. I think a lot of people just don't know who he is unless he's, he's kind of a guitar player's guitar player. That most of the guitar players you meet, they worship him. So it's like it's like either or. Either you worship worship him, or you have no idea who he is yeah. <laughs> in the states. Yeah. And yeah. it needs that needs to change. And he 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 just has had an incredible body of work, and he's just absolutely brilliant, completely down to earth and accessible guy. Uh, had a killer band, great bass player, great great drummer, bass player played with him almost his entire career. And it, it's uh, yeah, he was he was a really special guy. Yeah, and uh, again, d- died way too soon. And I just shudder to think what he would be doing today, if you know. I mean, just beyond. So, so we talked about Gary Moore, Rory Gallagher is even. And, and again, I wouldn't have said this. The younger me wouldn't have said this, but Rory Gallagher 
can destroy Gary Moore on a guitar. And <laughs> for me to say, because I grew up listening to Thin Lizzy and to Gary Moore and to, you know, to that, to those guitar shredders. But Chad and I know from the hundreds of thousands of miles that we put on the van and the, 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 the countless hours of Rory Gallagher that we've had over and over and over again. Chad's fallen asleep, you know, four hours later and the, and, and <laughs> it's the same record still going. It's, mm-hmm. you cannot tire of it. It doesn't get old. It doesn't, you know, a, a lot of music will kind of thin out. It, it, it just becomes a little bit transparent over time because, you know, not Rory Gallagher just doesn't happen. So yeah, yeah. for everybody listening, we're not opinionated at all. So just, <laughs> if you're getting this, if you just, and I, I, I object. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a thrill to listen to music like this because it's just, it, it, it doesn't get made like that anymore. I mean, Steve Earle makes music like that. Mark Knopfler makes music like that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to say, I, I wanted to, to say whoever wrote WAP, Writes music like that, but obviously what? that wet ass song. Oh. <laughs> trying to be silly. Okay. Uh, speaking of Gary Moore, Over the Hills and Far Away, which is a song, this is something he put out in the 80s, right? Yes, yeah, from the, the Wild Frontier album. And uh, I, wa- I, I want to say the Chieftains played on this record. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I want to say the Chieftains did the backing, did, did, the, did the, uh, the traditional instruments. And that's why I didn't put them on the list. <laughs> um, uh, no, the, and of course they were with the Elvis Costello song. But um, we, yeah, yeah. chieftains, the chieftains are are you know will always be you know in the top tier of of the Irish music scene. Just no question. However, to me, Dubliners and Wolf Tones and that kind of stuff that was that's where I went. So the chieftains were always to, to me just beautiful, beautifully. You know, constructed pieces and great sound, but just a little, little too watery for me. So anyway, so Gary Moore, as a as a young 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 boy, Gary Moore was a guitar hero to me, and and to this day, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody play that 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 many notes. Well, you know, I, you know, there's there's a lot of people that play, you know, sweet picking and finger tapping and just do all kinds of shredding kind of stuff, but. To me, that Gary Moore had that Irish lilt to his playing. If that's even that might be wrong, but imagine his guitar shredding had an accent, and it was an Irish accent because. Uh, and and it was and it's funny to hear Gary Moore speak because he's from Belfast, but he's he oh he has an English accent. You know, he spent you know, spend his time away, so ah. it, it was always kind of it was always weird to hear you because you always expect him to talk like that, but he doesn't talk like that. It's an English accent. So it was, that was strange, but he, um, his playing never, to me, never lost. Even, even when he did the still got the blues record and he did all those stuff, the stuff with Albert King and he did all that. He, to, to me, he always had that Irish sensibility, that, 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 that sensibility, you know, like when you listen to Eric Bell from, from Thin Lizzy, this is early on when they did Whiskey in the Jar and they did, you know, Shades of a Blue Orphanage, those old, 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 those early Thin Lizzy records. There there was a, a, a definite, definite irish influence in that i always heard it i always heard that that music in there i always heard that flavor in it and gary moore you know so after he after he did heavy metal i think he did a record you know like he tried to do like a heavy rock slash heavy metal record or two victims of the future 
Cardo's a power. Maybe I, I, I really should, I should have done some research before this. Uh, but um, those were the records. Those were the records that drew me in because I knew that he had played with Thin Lizzy, so I knew he was a good guitar player. You don't get to play with Thin Lizzy if you're a mediocre guitar player, except Snowy White. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Gary Moore, when he did the Wild Frontier record, uh, I believe Phil had just passed, so he did. Um, yeah, I was about to ask. Yeah. yeah, so so there was that. It was that nod to Thin Lizzy that got my attention, but also the 100% all-in Irish, you know, rock thing. That's where Gary Moore had my full attention in that moment. And I, and I still think, I still, I think the guitar solo is brilliant. I think the arrangement's brilliant. I think the words are crap, but I think that the song overall is just a just a monster record. I, I think it's a great track, and it's and it's I, I it's one of those ones that I haven't tired since I first heard it. Still love it, every note. Yeah, it makes me to me. It, it kind of sounds like like Black Rose Part Two in a way because it's it, it seems to be inspired by a lot of the same thing. And like you say, I'm, he had to be he had to have been thinking of Phil when he when he did this, uh, yeah. especially because of the timing of not just the content and the style of it, but God, it would have. Yeah, could you imagine what how what it would have been like if Phil had had done this with him. That would have been yeah. so cool. But it's yeah. still a wonderful track. If anybody here is listening today, and we we certainly hope you are, uh, and we're delighted to have you. If you're interested in any of this stuff, you know, uh, Phil Lynott and Gary Moore did, uh, they did a few things later on out in the fields. Yeah. Just, again, it, it's one of those moments in time where they absolutely captured the moment. It's It, it sounds dated now when you listen to it, but it's still as brilliant as anything that they did um, back to the thin Lizzie Gary Moore uh, fellow thing. If you listen to Parisian walkways, which you, they did back with thin Lizzie, and then you go fast forward and, oh, yes. and you listen to still got the blues by Gary Moore. He, they, they never left they, they, those songs. Never mm -hmm. th those musicians never left each other. It's actually remarkable when you think of their careers, the, the music they, they made and how they inspired each other and how they never left that, you know, you, when your heart's in it, it's, it's obvious. And, and you can't fake that. You can't, you can't form a band today yeah. and pretend to care, you know, pretend to pretend to be into it. So. Right. No, please don't. Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> okay. Winding down now, uh, Rocky road to Dublin. By Christy Moore, which I thought this was an interesting choice. Now, the version I looked up when you put this on the list, it had it was like it had some kind of electronic type percussion on it. Was that the version you were talking about? No, yeah, the techno thing. The yes. Yeah. Okay. You see, I, and I didn't know. I stumbled across that um, back when On the Dole was around, and 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 it was it was one of those things where I was like, well, "What are you doing?" Well, you yeah. Know, Christy had a few, you know, a few too many, but. Uh, <laughs> But then it made sense when you listen to, to, you know, if you know any of Christy Moore's stuff, he is one, he's one of these guys too. That's, um, and, and I can't, I'm, I'm not being, I'm not being patronizing. I'm not, I'm not taking a swing. I, I just uh, imagine Van Morrison kind of at, at ease, you know, with a couple of pints down <laughs> in a pub, you know, Christy Moore's songwriter. And again, I, I never got, he, he played with Planksty way back in the day and he did this. Um, Christy Moore is, as 
energetic and a passionate performer as you're going to see. But it, it, it always seems to me like yeah. he's just working his ass off, trying to get, uh, not trying to, excuse me, absolutely executing every song at, uh, in, in, in top gear and the sweat running down him and yeah. the guitar just, just taking a beating and having those, yeah. those lyrics and those stories and those, you know, so, so, so Rocky Road to Dublin, uh, I think is one of the, uh, lyrically, one of the best poems, one of those, uh, things where you read it and the rhythm and the words and the song, the tune and the, uh, it's just it's such a perfect match it was nearly nearly a, a symmetrical construction you know it was it was it was nearly built to be this perfectly but 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 still delivered like just just like like a, like a sack of bricks to the jaw i mean just i don't think anybody but christy moore can deliver it like that i think he's just a just a yeah or powerful powerful performer mm-hmm well, I, I would put Luke Kelly up there too with with all the versions I've heard. I think I think he does a great job as well. I agree with you, yeah. with Luke Kelly. I, I don't think anybody's. I mean, uh, you know, I know that I know places in places in the world that you can get killed for saying something bad about Luke Kelly. I mean, he is. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's just his voice is just absolutely is as clear and as is as distinct as anybody's. Um, but yeah, Luke Kelly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but again, same with Christy Moore. Christy Moore, he's that he's 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 that mid rangey kind of. But uh, do not try to uh, you know don't try to don't try to go up against him. Don't try to you know. And just FYI too, for anybody who's curious, uh, go on YouTube and and Google Christy Moore and Shane McGowan. They've actually done a lot of stuff together, yeah. and it's really really cool. <laughs> uh, there's quite a bit of it actually too. All right, so last last two on the list. We'll, we'll may put this in a different order, but uh, we got Moonshiner. Moonshiner, which will be on the new record. Why? Why is that, Chad? Why will Moonshiner be on the new record? Yeah. Because it's freaking cool. <laughs> <laughs> what track number? I think it's going to be track number one. That's what I'm voting for. I've been that's I've been you, lobbying for that for months or years. <laughs> but Moonshiner, we've only relatively recently added this to our set. It's a traditional song. But the way that, that Patrick kind of kicked it around, uh, rewrote some of the words, and we added an instrumental break, to me, listening to it, it, it's got shades of a lot of the bands that we've mentioned in this list. There's a little Horse Lips in there. There's a little Thin Lizzy in there. There's even a little Iron Maiden in there. We didn't put Iron Maiden on this list, but <laughs> maybe next time. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I just love, I love this track. I'm really, really happy with it. And uh I, I, I think I think y'all are gonna love it too. Well, just for the record, I tried to catch Chad out because uh, only yesterday was he saying that it should be track number one. So I said, "All right, I'll see. I'll see if he really means that." <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'm but serious. I actually, do you remember the first time we played it? Do I remember? No, I don't. I probably don't. I actually do remember. This is and this, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and you. Uh, this is a first, or, or, or damn near first, <laughs> because usually what happens is they go, "Hey, uh, do you know this, this, this?" I go, "Nope." And Chad goes, "Oh, I do." Well, nineteen seventy-two. It was three o'clock. I was eating potatoes <laughs> in my underwear with you know, and 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 I have no recollection of it. Well, let me tell you, this day, this is, I'm turning it all around. This is a first. 
Um, we played this at a place called Keneally's two okay. years ago. First time we ever played the song. Somebody came up and requested wow. it. It was a husband and wife. And so it was one of those things where, hey, we're here. Let's give it a shot. Have we been working on it already? Was it, or did we just do it off the cuff? No, off the cuff. Okay. First time you guys heard it was when I played it and you backed me up. <laughs> that, yeah, that's <laughs> a lot of things to start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. I, I, I almost maybe kind of barely not really remember that. <laughs> yeah. That's a testament coming from Chad right there. If it was uh, recent enough, there might actually be a recording of it too. Uh, I'd have to go back and dig through the archives. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was I, I, it was two years ago. It was a couple of days before Paddy's Day. I want to say at Keneally's. and uh, yeah, I still remember. It's funny because there's a few songs that we've that we play that I still don't know. If let me explain, uh, we've we've been requested to play songs, and I knew enough of them to get into trouble. My good friend David Lee Roth would say, I know enough to get us into trouble and halfway out. <laughs> I love to I love to use it. it's it's very true in in the way in the way we perform in that we will get into a song on stage while we're, you know, you know, halfway through the set, whatever, and play a song that we've never played before. And it yeah. that's when that's when being in a band together and playing together just really saves your ass because you have to, you have to know where the other one's going. And you can usually tell by the body language. Okay. All right. That leg is kicking. There's a stop coming. That arm is coming up. There's going to be a mm-hmm. slowdown, a key change. I think, you know, and there, there, or the, the, when the eyes get real big and, and you get that look like somebody's, you know, the, the, there's an attacker, <laughs> you know, there's an imminent death one, you know, <laughs> you know that there's, there's something's about to happen. And it's just, it's, it's, <laughs> It's pretty. It's it's pretty exhilarating when you when you get it right. There's there, there's been quite a few where, <laughs> but that, oh, yes, that's funny. I I, oh, I yes. recall those things, but I remember that I remember that moment. This is another traditional one, and um, thanks to uh, Paul Beebe at BB Gun Studios here in Houston, Texas, you're getting the watered down version of the lyrics. The first set of lyrics that I did I, I, again, I, and I don't write my lyrics down. I kind of just spit them out as they as they as they're needed and uh the first the first round of lyrics uh i remember looking into the into the booth where where (laughs) all had the headphones on and he's looking and he's he's kind of scowling at the knobs and the screen and the thing and we finished the tape i'm kind of wiping the sweat away and and then and he goes ah that's kind of dark isn't it (laughs) okay (laughs) Let me try again. He, and, and, and he didn't scowl so much the second time. So I figured, uh, I figured, I figured I was doing a better job of. Uh... <laughs> Almost as, as disturbed as he was when we recorded Danny boy a few weeks later. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, Which is not on this list. No, it's not on this list, nor would it ever be. But if, if you are, if you are curious and, uh, you're 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 interested in to and see what we're doing. We are going to be on Reward Music. Uh, all the information will be on the station, but we'll we'll probably have a version of Danny Boy up there you know, at some point. Yeah, so yeah. And we, if, we, we haven't recorded. Uh, right, we just haven't really finished it yet. That uh, was intended to be a single. Uh, I guess that we're not going to have it out in time for this Paddy's Day, but maybe next year. Yeah, yeah. For Reward Music too, the, the easiest way to find it 
is just go to blackguards.com and there will be a link there. That's where you also find our store, blackguards.com slash store. And uh, we're going to have a brand new, our brand new t-shirt design is up there right now. Uh, plus a few other more classic selections. We've got a, a hat. We've got a beanie. But the, the, to, to me, the most important is, uh, you know, to have you here with us today celebrating Patty's Day. We're, we're just, uh, we're delighted to be asked to do this. And uh, I'm hoping that we're going to get to do it again because we're Lonesome Larry fans, lifelong Lonesome Larry fans. So yeah. Very yeah. fun. Let's do Hello. it again. Let's, Let's do, do it again. Let's get some rest and uh, get ready, ready to go again. Just, um, just, just you know, thanks to everybody for coming out and for uh, and 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 again the the just everybody's been so generous and so you know just we're 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 coming to see you. I don't care where you are. We're coming to play for you. So watch out. That's right. All right, fellas. I think that does it for one one one. Yeah.